This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. John Justinski, Sports Radio 1016 here on this Friday evening. Final couple minutes of JJ After Duck. It's John Jastrzemski right here on The Fan. And look, week nine, aside from the Dolphins and their brilliant comeback win over Arizona, and the Giants actually taking care of business over the Washington football team, week nine was one to forget. We went one and four. We're back to four games under the 500 mark. We thought we could get over that 500 mark after we scratched and clawed. We've had a little bit of a setback, but we got to get off the mat. This is a tough week of games. I don't think there's any way around it. No sugarcoating it. Very tough week of games, but we got to come through and come through in a big way. That's what we will try to do. So without further ado, the week 10 edition of the world famous JJ After Dark unlocks of the week. And here we go. I want winners. I want people that want to win. There's one thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here. What? Win. Win. What are we waiting for? Take this! Let's get it. 20, 24, and 1 on the year. It has been a roller coaster season every which way, but. Let's get back to winning ways, shall we? Let's start game number one. It is the only game that I think I'm throwing in in the 1 o'clock window. And that involves the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers. And I think some of you are going to be surprised that I'm going back to the well with Tampa Bay. But I think there is a method for my madness. The NFL is such a week-to-week league. And I know Carolina's been good as a dog. And I know Bridgewater has put up points. But I think the Buccaneers will be angry after what we saw against the New Orleans Saints last week. We're only talking about laying six points. I think that Tampa offense is going to make a ton of plays on the Carolina defense. That's number one. Number two, the fact that no Christian McCaffrey. That's a big deal. The fact that he is not going to be able to play in this game. So I'm going to scoop the six points. I'm rolling with the Buccaneers. They'll get it done in game number one. Game two, we move to the four o'clock window. And to me, this game is just totally off. The line makes absolutely no sense. 
between the Buffalo Bills and the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona should be, in my opinion, a three and a half, four, four and a half point favorite. Instead, I look and I only see the Arizona Cardinals favored by two and a half. What's up with that? Buffalo, to me, is still not a team that I trust defensively going on the road. And can they make enough plays against Kyla Murray? I don't see it. I'm going with the quarterback that I have more confidence in in this game. I am going with Arizona laying the two and a half. And here's what I like. Buffalo one and five in their last six games against the number on the road. Game number three. We move to the late window with Seattle and the Los Angeles Rams. To me, this is a great spot to get in on the L.A. Rams. And I get it. Fading Russell Wilson can be dangerous. Here's what I like. The Rams are 5-0 straight up. Last five at home. They are 12-5 straight up in their last 17 in the division. Here's one that's even better. The Rams are 9-1 against the spread in their last 10 games after an ATS loss. I like that they're coming off the bye. I like the fact that they got embarrassed. They've had success against Seattle. And Seattle's defense stinks. So much to like there. I know I don't love Jared Goff. I know Jared Goff is a quarterback that is not exactly in the quote-unquote circle of trust. This is a good spot here. I'm taking the Rams. I am going to lay the two points in game number three. Game four. This is probably my roll of the dice pick of the week. This is a pick that I probably could have a whole lot of egg on my face for when we're sitting here on Monday morning saying, JJ, what the hell were you thinking? Call me crazy. I think the San Francisco 49ers are going to play a great game on Sunday. They got embarrassed last week by the Green Bay Packers. But know this. They're 7-1-1 against the spread in their last nine games after consecutive ATS losses. The Saints, on the other hand, have not been a great home team against the number. 2-7 and seven ATS in their last nine games at home. Raheem Mostert is going to play. Richard Sherman is going to play. And I'm giving a good coach in Kyle Shanahan extra time to prepare. This line is now down to 9.5. I see it at 10, actually. I'm going to take the Niners plus the 10 to keep this game competitive. Last but not least, and I can't believe I'm picking this game. But the line is telling. I'm taking the Minnesota Vikings laying the three on Monday night. There's a reason why a three and five team is favored on the road against a five and four team. The Bears are trending in the wrong direction. We've been all over this. Fade the Bears whenever you can. This is a spot to do it. Dalvin Cook is hot. I know it's Kirk Cousins on Monday night. I don't think he's got to do a whole lot. There's no fans in the stands. I'm going to roll with the line telling the story in this one. Yeah, I can't believe I'm doing it. Vikings laying a three. Now, as we welcome in Mike Fliegelman, I'd love to know what he's more excited about. The Steve Cohen presser from the other day or that Taylor Swift, Paul McCartney Article that was unbelievable in Rolling Stone. Fleegs, I'll leave that to you. How you doing, bro? 
Hey, what's up, man? No, that was a great story. Like, listen, people ask you the three people you'd love to have dinner with. Those two would be two of the three for me, but I still can't get over the euphoria of the Steve Cohen press conference. That was just, I had high expectations for it. He shouted them. That was everything a Mets fan could have dreamed for. I believe it, bro. Now, you did not have a great week number nine either, but you still gained the game on me. What do you have in store as we move to week 10? Yeah, it's not great when uh, Harris and I go two and three, and that's the best of the group. So we all need to bounce back. Game number one, one game I'm with, or one of the two games I'm with you on is Tampa minus the six points. Carolina is a solid team. They played a lot of close games. Actually, the only game that they lost by more than one score was against Tampa earlier in the year. This isn't so much an anti-Panthers pick as it is a pro Buccaneers pick. I love when I can get a good team and a great quarterback right off of an embarrassing loss, especially when that loss is in prime time. This is still Tom Brady. I have to think he bounces back after that awful, hideous performance that hurt both of us on Sunday night when we had him against New Orleans. So I think they bounce back, and I'm going to lay the six points. Game number two, I'm heads up with you on this one. I'm taking the Seahawks plus the two points. Again, I'm not anti-Rams pick. This isn't one of those. I just When I have a chance to take two points with a quarterback like Russell Wilson, it's another guy a good team with a great quarterback coming off a bad loss. Maybe not embarrassing, but a bad loss, especially the way that game started in Buffalo. I'm going to stick with the Seahawks. Two teams in the Bucks and the Seahawks that hurt me last week. I'm sticking with them both this week. Game number three is a team that was good to me last week. That's the Giants plus four. I heard Ricky with you earlier. He's right. Logically, the Eagles, because they're getting healthier, should win this game, but I just have a bad feeling that I'm heading for a week of nonsense with screen calls and listening to all the Giants fans tell us that with three wins. This strikes me as one of your emotional hedges, by the way, that you've done with oh, the Jets is, for years. I can sense it already. A hundred percent. Like I just said, Ricky, logically, the head says the Eagles, but my heart is telling me to worry, and that's why I'm picking the Giants plus four. At home, I think it's a decent spot for him uh, if Daniel Jones and that offense can figure out anything at any point in the season. Game number four, I'm taking the Ravens minus the seven and a half against the Patriots. We know they have no problem steamrolling New England like they did last year. This is not the same Patriot team. And I just think at some point this Ravens team, especially the offense, is going to get going. Sooner or later, they're going to explode for 31 to 38 points. And maybe it's against the defense that let Joe Flacco, Frank Gore, and the Jets run all over for most of the night on Monday. And game number five, I was debating between two games here. I didn't want to be the only one that only one that took Kirk Cousins on Monday Night Football, but I've been fading the Bears. I don't respect that team at all. The Vikings have looked a lot better lately, so you're on it. I'll jump on to what the heck. Let's have some fun. Vikings minus the three on Monday night. Job well done, Mike Fliegerman. We will chat on Monday evening, good sir, all right? After that Monday night game, when we'll come on the air and you'll scream about what were we doing picking Kirk Cousins. Uh, let's get that negative attitude out of here. Love you, Fleeks. Have a good weekend. All right, let's get to Peter Hoffman, Paul Rosenberg. I got double dip, double duty with the boys on the other side. What do we got? All right, listen, I'm going to go real quick. Uh, I am going to go anti-Fleegelman on this. I don't know what he's thinking, but I've, I've watched every single Giants game this year. And yes, they are so much more competitive than any giant team we've expected this season but the one thing they do not know how to do is win games and they leave teams in games and the Eagles are healthy and Carson Wentz is a winner when he plays I don't care I'll take I'll take the Eagles all day Giants I love you but it's not happening 
the Eagles, the, uh, the, the, the minus four. I'll take that. No question. Easily win by a touchdown. And I have to say, I am going to give another pick. I was going to give you just, just one. But I'm going to go with the Bills on this. And the reason why is because the same way, uh, uh, JJ, that you don't like the Bills on the road, I don't like the Cardinals defense. The Bills can shoot. The, the Bills can put up points. The Cardinals got to stop them. I don't think they're going to stop them. So I'm going to go with the Bills. Well, heads up action there. Paul Rosenberg, I know you got a prop for me. Fire away, brother. Multiple props, JJ. Always. Prop. Multiple Always. props. Uh, first up, we'll do the games first. I am going heads up with you and Fleegs. I love the Panthers plus the six. Listen, that makes me feel better, to be honest with you. I, I know it does. After the, <laughs> after the, after the one in four performance last week I had, uh, I hear you. But listen, I, I know the McCaffrey injury is big. They have Mike Davis. Division game. I know they have. They're on a bit of a losing streak here. Two of those losses are by three or fewer points, including a two-point defeat at the Chiefs last week. Teddy Bridgewater, my guy, 22-5 and against the spread in his career. This is probably purely an emotional Bridgewater pick, but I actually think they do keep it close. That's game number one. Game number two, no one picked this game. I will do it. I like the Bengals plus the touchdown. I think the co- I agree with you on that, by the way. I, I like Cincinnati as well. I think the COVID issue is a big deal. Uh, ben not practicing with the team. A lot of the starters not there. I think that's a big deal. And uh, the Steelers have only won their last three games by five or fewer points. Uh, the Bengals have kept these games very, very close. And on top of that, they have Joe Burrow. And Burrow has been playing incredible football. So I like the Bengals plus the seven. Game three... On the heels of what Mr. Hoffman was saying, over 56 and a half Arizona Buffalo. I think shootout all over it. I think Kyler and, and uh, Josh Allen are playing some really, really high quality offensive football. I think both defenses are trash. So I think that's a slam dunk over 56 and a half. Two props. On that, on the back end of that, Kyler Murray over 51 and a half rushing yards. Love it. The So I have some stats for you. The Arizona quarterback leads all QBs in rushing this year. Only seven other players in the league have more rushing yards than him. He has gone, he has topped 51 and a half yards six of his last eight games. I think it's going to be a shootout anyway, so it's over. And the last thing, Travis Fulgham, over 62 and a half receiving yards and an anytime touchdown score at plus 140. He has uh, 72 yards in four straight games. He's a staple of the offense. Five for 73 the last time they played the Giants three weeks ago. The Giants own the league's number 28 passing defense per football outsiders. And I think, I think, and again, this is a Wentz Fulgham thing. It's clearly the favorite receiver. So that's what I like. So recapping Panthers plus six, Bengals plus seven, over 56 and a half Arizona Buffalo, Kyler Murray over 51 and a half rushing yards, and Travis Fulgham over 62 and a half receiving yards and an anytime TD score at plus 140. Job well done, fellas. And the maestro right now, who's the leader in the clubhouse, with me on Tampa. But heads up, he's got Seattle, he's got Buffalo, he's got the Saints, and he threw in the Vegas Raiders. Fun show, great work by the boys on the other side of the glass. So thanks to Jared Smith, Jason Katz, Brandon Lang, Ricky Ricardo. You guys, outstanding, not just today, all week. The calls, muy caliente, as we love to say. We got a Pete McCarthy update coming up in a matter of moments, and then we will turn it over to the schmooze. Stevie Summers, ready to rock and roll for the next four hours. I am out. My weekend has begun. I'm probably going to shank a few golf balls tomorrow, so say a prayer for a couple of trees and leaves.
Stevie's coming up next. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Be good. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.